Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you We've been studying on kingdom principles of work creation, and I promise we are going to do four major study areas. We've done the first two, and today we are moving to the third um, study area. The first study area, why some Christians become poor. On the second study area, why does God want Christians to prosper? The third study area is what steps must a Christian take to become rich? Somebody want to become rich who is a Christian. How is it going to happen? So we're going to look at that today. Two important keys to answer that question. The, f- the first step is understand your new status as a child of God. And the second is exercise your faith to experience the benefits of your sonship. Two important things. Any child of God, any Christian, anyone who has given his life to Christ, who do these two things, I can guarantee you will become rich. (laughs) And any Christian who will not do these two things, I can guarantee you, you will never be rich. You will never be rich. Hallelujah. The first step for a Christian to become rich is you need to understand your new status as a child of God. Now, I want to say today that if you ask me what is the greatest problem in Christianity today as relates to the Christian faith, what is the greatest problem? What is the cause? What is the, the number one root cause for all the problems that we have in our Christian faith today? I would say it is lack of understanding of what it means to become a child of God. That is what I've come to believe, that there's still a problem with anybody who is born again who does not understand his new status. In the book of John chapter 1 verse 12, you know, this scripture is, for me, is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. Let me say in the New Testament, one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful, maybe John Chrysostom, we should take it to be the most powerful. But this is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible, which almost every Christian has heard it before, quote it, preach out of it. Because anytime we are trying to talk to people to give their life to Jesus, this is one of the scriptures that we read. And yet many people don't understand it. He said, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right. As many as received Jesus, when I say him, it means Jesus. Everybody shout and say Jesus. As many as received Jesus, to those people, to them, Jesus gave them the right to become something very, very important. To become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Verse 13. He said, who were born not of blood. In other words, this new birth is not biological. It is not natural birth. It is not being born by your parents. No, he's talking about another kind of birth, which is spiritual. But it is as real and important as your biological birth. There is another life after this life of yours. There's another one. He said, they were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but they were born of who? God. You can never become a child of God until you are born of God. You know, this scripture says that when you give your life to Jesus, God gave birth to a new life in you. Then he called you his child. Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, 
if anyone is in Christ, he is not the same old person. If anyone gives his life to Christ and become born again, he is not the same old person. A change takes place in the person's life. He is a new creation. When I say a creation, a creation means a being, a being, a being, something that exists with life in it. That is what we call a creation. Hallelujah. If anyone is in Christ, he is, and he's not the same old being. He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So a child of God has an old life and a new life. The old life is the life from birth by the parents. And all the experiences you've been through, everything you've been through, until the day you gave your life to Jesus, the Bible said all things became new. Your life became new. It doesn't matter whether you know it or not, your life became new. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not, your life became new. It doesn't matter whether you like it or not, your life became new. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you are happy about it or not. Your life became new. And how new did your life become? You became a new person. And that new person is a child of God. You became God's own creation whom he decided to call his child. You know, sometimes a lot of things can happen to us even when we don't agree with you, we don't like it. For instance, you can say, I don't want to die. But there are things you do, you die right now. You die. There are times you will say, I don't like certain sicknesses, but there are certain things when you are doing it, that sickness will come upon you. So this scripture, it has no respect for whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you even know it or not. It has respect for one thing. Your decision to give your life to Jesus affects that change automatically. Once you make that decision, today I'm giving my life to Jesus, you trigger into motion this principle. A new life is born into you. The sad thing is that if you don't know this thing, you will keep living like the same old person. You will keep living like the same old person. That is why people give their life to Christ and they still live life if they are not Christians. It doesn't mean they are, not, they are not children of God. They are children of God, but they don't know they are now a new person, so they keep living the life of the old person. Let's talk about the life of the old person. The life of the old person is sinful, so people give their life to Christ and still continue to sin and live all the ungodly life. But Christ is in them. The life of the old person is full of fear. It's full of intimidation. That's why there are people who are, still, who are in Christ who are still afraid every day. They are begging the witches not to eat them up, you know, because they don't know that there is this new person that I have become and a witch is afraid of me. They don't know. So they are still afraid. They are still, they still feel defeated. They still live their life by dreams and not the word of God. You know, the life of the old person is full of defeat, is full of fear, is full of failure, and is full of poverty. But a day comes, like today, when the Spirit of God, through his own means, through teachings like this that I'm giving you, when you begin to have understanding. Everybody say understanding. Yes. There's a difference between information and understanding. Every scripture I just quoted, you know it already. But that is just information. Understanding is 
having the true meaning, getting the true meaning of that information. When you have understanding to an information, we say that you have knowledge. And Jesus said, you shall know the truth. In other words, you shall have knowledge. When you have knowledge, the truth that you know shall make you free. Praise God. So you are a new creation. Somebody say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Say one more time. Say, I am a child of God. My life is new. Different from the old. Hallelujah. Very important. Let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 15. He said, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. When Jesus came into your life, the spirit of God that is in you now is not the spirit of bondage to fear. Praise God. He said, but you received what? The spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. In fact, the word Abba is a Greek word which means father. It, in fact, it means daddy. Praise God. We did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. When Christ is not in your life, there's a spirit that rules over your life. It is the spirit of Satan. It's a demonic spirit. Every unbeliever is under the control and the influence of a demonic spirit. But when you give your life to Christ, Bible said you receive a new spirit because you are a new person. And you see, the Holy Spirit, one thing it comes to do is to help you understand and know the new person that you are. He said, the spirit of adoption. Everybody say adoption. Adoption is what? A legal process by which somebody takes another child, which is not his biological child, to become his child. It can only be done in the court, backed by the state. And that child that is being adopted should have been freely given out by the parents if the child has parents. If the child doesn't have parents, then it should have been freely given out through a process in an orphanage. And this process is clearly outlined by the state. So by the time somebody adopts a child, there's a legal process that goes on. And once that process is concluded, the court will endorse the transfer of identity. Everybody say transfer, or let me say change of identity. Praise God. The child's old name disappears. Maybe they call the child, what name? Any name in the orphanage. Maybe Philip, what? The man who is now adopting that child can say, I don't like Philip. So I'm going to call him Ken. And even the Ken is not an important one. He's going to give him his surname. So if I was the one doing it, I'm going to call him Ken Hubert. And you know what? That child becomes an heir to everything I have. That child has equal rights with my biological children. And she becomes more important in my house than any stranger. In fact, than any family member. Than my, even my siblings. He can take any of my siblings to court if I'm not there, and order the court to ask them to vacate my premises. Adoption is a powerful thing. That child takes on the identity of the person who adopted him or her. Now, there's something that I realize about adoption. You want to know that? I realize that poor people don't adopt children. Can you give the Lord a clap for that? Anytime you hear that somebody is being adopted in the orphanage, most of the time, 99.9% of the time, they are rich people who want children. 
The Bible said God made us his children by adoption. Some people are still wondering what is he talking about. We became his children by adoption. He said the spirit of what? Adoption. And by that spirit, we can now open up our mouth any time of the day and say, Daddy. 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 This scripture is not finished. Give me the next verse. He said the spirit. Which spirit? The Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit that effected the adoption. Hello? He himself, what does he do? He bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Hey! One day, something happened to me when I read this scripture. And from that day, my life has never been the same again. You see, when you become born again, which family you come from doesn't matter. Who is your father? Your father was rich, poor. Even if you don't know your father, it doesn't matter. If you become born again, what profession you have doesn't matter. Your qualification doesn't matter. Whom you know doesn't matter. Do you know what matters most? Is the knowing and the understanding of whose child you are. One of the important things the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life is to bear witness with your spirit. In other words, conviction. You see, when I say to bear witness with your spirit, it means to give you conviction. You see, there's something about conviction. Nobody can take it away from you. They can call you any name, treat you anyhow, do anything, but they cannot take away your conviction. You see, you can take everything I have from me, except my conviction. Yeah, that is why being rich does not start with the material things. It starts with your mind. It starts here. The conviction first. Knowing who you are first. That is where it begins from. Until that happens, everything you have is temporary. The Spirit bears with it. It's our Spirit. He gives, us, he gives us, the Holy Spirit gives us conviction. And I pray this morning that somebody will live here today with conviction. Pastor, how, how do you know somebody has conviction? I can tell conviction when there's no money in your pocket and yet the way you talk changes. The way you behave changes. Because there are some people, you can tell, they have no convictions. They don't understand the faith yet. They don't understand being a child of God yet. Verse 17. And if we are children of God, then we have become what? Heirs. Do you know who is an heir? An heir is someone who has the right to inherit a wealthy person's riches. Praise God. Legal right to inherit. And an heir, it happens either you are, you are children or even if you are not children, the person has willed, put you in his will. And here again, poor people don't write a will. There's nothing to share except debt. Yeah, that's why I like it, see myself as a child of God. Because it doesn't matter anymore whether my father left me anything or not. Amen. You don't have any business fighting for anything you didn't and wealth you did not create. You have too much at your disposal to be fighting over what is somebody else's own. If you are children, then you are heir. Somebody say, I'm an heir of God because I am his child. You are, you are still not saying it well, but you will get there. You will get there. Amen? He said, if heirs, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Now, who is a joint heir? A joint heir is someone who has the right to share in an inheritance with other people. There are two kinds of heirs, a joint heir or a co-heir. When you say somebody is a co-heir, it means that the assets have to be shared according to the percentage stated in the will. 
So they share everything, and everybody takes his portion and goes away. And that is the end. Praise God. But when I say joint, uh, it means the thing is not being shared. The thing is there, and all of us are enjoying of it. That's a joint heir. The Bible says, if we are children of God, then we are heirs of God. In other words, we inherit what God has. Please go check how rich God is and ask and give me reasons why you should be poor. If you are an heir of God, somebody say, I'm an heir of God. Oh, you are not saying it well. He said, if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. So this morning, I'm trying to say, a change took place in your life that is so powerful. There is no reason why you should be poor. No. No Christian has any reason to be poor. Any Christian that is poor, they willfully decided to be poor. I can challenge this anywhere. Somebody is being freed this morning. Poverty won't have power over you anymore. Poverty will have control over your life forever. In the name of Jesus. Galatians chapter 4. He said, now I say that the heir, who is the heir? You and I. Well, he's talking about us. He said, the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Is it not a sad thing? Is that not the state of many Christians? But I thank God you are not going to be like that. I said, I thank God you are not going to behave like that. He said, the heir, as long as he remains a child. Give me characteristics of children. One of the important characteristics of children is that they don't know much. They don't know anything. They are not mature enough to even understand certain things. And a house help can bully a child in his own father's house. True or not? Yeah. A house help. A stranger can bully a child in his own father's house. And a child will still be crying. In fact... A child can be told in his own father's house, don't open that fridge or I'm going to beat you up. And the person who gave that order is the house help. And that child will not touch the fridge because they will beat him up. But when that child grows up, can the house help look at that grown-up person and say, if you touch this fridge, I'm going to beat you up? So the problem is that as long as a, a Christian refuses to grow spiritually, to have understanding. And listen, this is spiritual growth is not how long you've been born again. You know, there are people who have been born again 40 years. They know nothing. And that's what I'm saying. Not everybody preaching the Bible knows the Bible. Be careful who you're listening to. Very important. There are some preachers who should sit down in a church and learn the Bible because they don't know any Bible. It is not how long you have been born again. It is how much you are learning from the Word of God. How much of the truth, you know, that's what makes you matured. Maturity is a result of knowledge. Knowledge and understanding in the word of God. And when you mature and you come to understand these things I'm teaching you, it moves you from being a slave. And there are many Christians living like slaves. Many Christians living like slaves. They are struggling. The devil is messing them up everywhere. Prophets are manipulating them around the place. There are many Christians who are told, sit here, don't go here, don't do this. And you'll be wondering, is that what it means to be a child of God? No. Praise the Lord. That is not what it means to be a child of God. Being a child of God is a powerful thing. Amen. As long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master. You see, the Bible says that the heir is a master, but he can live his life like a slave and die. Because of ignorance. This morning, I came to tell you, 
choose to live like a master and not like a slave. Choose to live like a master. You can live like a master because you are an heir of God. You have an inheritance in Christ. You have an inheritance. This is what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Everybody, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. Let's read from verse 16. 16. He said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. When I say him, he's referring to Christ. That the God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, knowing who Christ is. And who he is to you. Amen. I said amen. amen. Alright. That the eyes of your understanding. Being enlightened. That you may know. What is the hope. Of his calling. That he didn't call you. Unto hopelessness. He didn't call you unto defeat. And suffering. He called you. Unto hope. And this morning I came to tell somebody here. There is hope for you. It doesn't matter where you, where you were born. It doesn't matter where you are coming from. It doesn't matter your situation now. There is hope for you. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope for everybody. It doesn't matter where you are starting from. In fact, where, where you start from is not a problem. No. Otherwise, some of us will never amount to anything or get anywhere in life. But thank God, it doesn't matter where you, where you start from. What matters is where you are going in Christ. And there is a future for you. There's a great future for you. But this is how to get there. And I pray in the name of Jesus, you will get there in Jesus' name. He said, what is the hope of his calling? And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance. In other words, Paul said, I'm praying that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you will know that where you start from is not the most important thing, and that there is hope for you, and that there are riches to be inherited. There are riches to be inherited in Christ. I can say today that there are many people who had a lot of riches will to them in their lifetime, but who never enjoyed it till they died. Some of them, their own parents, willed certain things to them. But the process, of, the process to go through to get that money transferred or that property transferred to them, they did not follow it, so they died poor. Some people, it is because they didn't even know that their father has property somewhere or some, some wealth somewhere, and he has willed it to them. And today I want to say that, this prayer is so important because until you come to have the understanding, you have a lot of riches with your name on it, but you die poor. May God forbid that one. In the name of Jesus. I said, may God forbid that one. You won't die a poor person. I said, you will not die a poor person. God forbid in the name of Jesus. God has a plan, a reason why you should be rich. There's so much he wants to bless you. He, he wants to make you rich so that you can achieve in your lifetime. And I pray over your life and I declare in the name of Jesus that you will enter your, your realm of glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Is that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. 
And what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Now, an important thing I want to say today is that when you gave your life to Jesus, you became a child of God. Say amen. Now, because God made you his child, the first thing he did quickly was to remove every curse out of your life and put a blessing on you. Amen? Because you can't be the child of God and carry curses. He took every curse out of your life and slapped a blessing over you. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Amen. And I want to say that you are, you are not supposed to go around looking for blessing. There's a blessing on your life. You just need to know how to keep that blessing flowing. That's all. Amen? I said amen. Yeah, Galatians 3.13, he said, Christ has redeemed us. Somebody say, I have been redeemed. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Verse 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, the blessing of Abraham has, is upon you. The blessing of Abraham is upon you. Hallelujah. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Now, let me tell you something. Isaac prospered and became rich. You know why? Because he was the son of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Isaac was blessed by God. Everything Isaac did prospered because God was under obligation to bless Isaac. Are you following me? Because he made a covenant with Abraham that he will bless his descendants. So Isaac's prosperity was not because of him or anything good he did. Hello? Before he was born, God had already spoken to his father. Isaac gave birth to Jacob. Jacob prospered and became rich, not because of him, but because of Abraham. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So in this life, there are things that will happen to you because of whose child you are. And there are certain things that cannot happen to you because of whose child you are. Please, are you following? Yeah. If you become a child of God, one thing that happens to you that you can't escape is the blessing. Ephesians 1 3 said, He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I'm blessed. If you are a child of a diplomat, when I say diplomat, it means your father is an ambassador to a particular country. Do you know that if you do something wrong, the police cannot arrest you because of whose child you are? So, two boys committed a crime, the two are arrested. One's father is a normal citizen. The other person's father is a diplomat. They are going to release the diplomat's child because he has something they call diplomatic immunity. They don't need visas to go to many countries in the world. They will release him. It doesn't mean they are endorsing wrongdoing, but it is foreign policy. If he need, truly needs to be tried and arrested, they have to bring him back to a country and try him here. And the child is committed a crime but whose father that child is, cancel the effect. This morning, I want to tell you that when you became a child of God, God is now your father, and it makes a big difference in the equation. 
You don't have to ever wake up and say, oh, I wish I was born into that rich family. I wish I was born into that rich family. I wish my father was a millionaire. I wish I was this. You don't have to do that. Anytime you do that, it means you still don't understand what I'm preaching. But I'm praying that the Spirit of God will give you understanding. Because, you see, what I'm preaching is not head knowledge. It is not mouth talk. Amen? It is understanding. Gotten by the Spirit. Understanding. Everybody say understanding. Put your right hand over your head and say, I receive understanding. One more time, say, I receive understanding. Put your hands together for the Lord. I've shared this story in this church several times. One day, I was watching CNN. And I was watching the news. And then an issue came. Something that has to do with the two sons of uh, Prince Charles. Two boys born into the Buckingham Palace. The grandchildren of Queen Elizabeth. They're telling a story about them. Something they went to do somewhere. Not anything important. That's what annoyed me most. So I started asking myself, why almost every of these people cough is news. Praise the Lord. In fact, the day they are born is news. Oh, another prince has been born into the family. The very day they are born is news, having done nothing. And some of those guys, they live there and do nothing. It's just recently they started schooling children in the Buckingham Palace. Formerly, they don't even go to formal school. Find out. But don't try. They are powerful. They are powerful. They have the backing of the whole armed forces of the United Kingdom. And Please, that's a lot of force. <laughs> you can't touch any of those boys because they are potential heirs to the throne. I was watching, and the Holy Spirit told me, you see, it is not because of who they are or what they have done. It wasn't recently. In that time, they were even younger than this. Now, they, they are both grown up, married, and have children. That time, they were not even married yet. The Holy Ghost told me, it is not about who they are or what they have done. These boys are very important because of whose child they are. And immediately I understood what the Holy Ghost was telling me. I understood what he was telling me. That look, the most important thing is whose child you are. And that if you have the understanding that your heavenly father, whose child you are, is greater than the Queen of England. Is greater than the Queen of England. Is greater than any, any empire on the earth. Is greater than any kingdom on the earth, then you need to have understanding. You need to change your thinking. You need to change your thinking. Those children brought from, from infancy, they are oriented to think royalty, to think great. They are taught to be confident, how to walk, how to talk, how to behave. They are trained in the palace and they are made to understand how rich the family they are born into is. In fact, most of them, the princes, they are trained how to manage part of the wealth of the, of the Buckingham Palace. At a certain age, they handed over to them, they manage it for the kingdom. And they are taught how powerful they are, why they should not be afraid. You see, these are the things we need to be taught in church. We need to be taught how rich we are, how powerful we are. We need to even be taught how to walk, how to talk, how to behave. We need to be taught. Because there are places you go, your walking alone has disqualified you. Your walking is too miserable. The way you talk, hmm, it's finished you before you started. Some of you, you've never smiled in your life since you were born. 
anything I will have to preach every day until everybody gets in this church, is this what I'm preaching now? It makes the rest of your life easy. It makes the Christian faith easy. That nobody should talk down at you because your father is a poor man. No, nobody should be able to do that if you understand what I'm preaching. Nobody should treat you like you are nothing because you don't come from a rich family. Nobody should treat you like you are a non-entity because you have no money now. And how many of you know that being a rich person is not cash? Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.